Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM, welcoming you to episode 54 of What the Dice. I am so glad you've joined us once again to hear the stories and the weirdness that only my crew can bring forward. So, before we get on with this week's episode, let's do a little promoing, talking, whatever you want to call it. I want to remind you guys that you can find everything over at whatthedice.weebly.com. It gets you linked up with our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Discord, as well as you can see some player bios that we have been working on. And other than that, you can also check out our Patreon. In the Patreon, you can do all sorts of really cool stuff, like adding weapons and equipment to Maximilian Loot Hoarder's shop, as well as see all of the really cool art that Nightland has been providing for us. Well, enough of that from me. I'm going to shut up and let you guys get on with this week's episode. So sit back, my friends, and enjoy episode 54 of What the Dice. We watch the fire slowly cook the food that the storyteller has put out before us. The wind coming from the ocean has the sting of salt. The storyteller seems unfazed by this stinging, salty sensation. He looks at his book, rubbing off some sand that has been blown onto it. He smiles. Ah! Well, me friends, it seems as if Defibulus has had a chance to rekindle a friendship of a innkeeper that he once knew. And Clyde and Kalila had a chance to do some hunting and some earning of gold. But it seems as if they must now leave this safety of this strange trading post and move deeper into the unknown. My friends, sit back, relax, and hear my tale. The sun is rising on the third day, and you guys are getting ready to head off to the location area that the next temple is going to be in. Is there anything you guys want to do before you head out? Pray to my goddess and thank her. That's about it. Me too. Thank the innkeeper until I'll come by. I'll try to make it by here every every so often. Some bones from some kills that I made. I have at least a couple of bones. On through the last trek towards the section that you need to be in. The grass becomes shorter and shorter. The wind becomes fiercer and fiercer as you get closer into the mountains. Then the road starts to become less worn dirt and more worn stone. Cobblestone has been cut, crushed, and laid into the ground in the mountain area, letting you know you have entered dwarven, dwarven territory. You see arrows that have dealt with wind and rain sticking out of 
random trees. Orc bodies lace on the ground with their bones sun-bleached. It seems as if this is an old battleground that the dwarves have successfully fought off. Looking up the mountainside, you can definitely see battlements that are maintained. You see some dwarven archers look down and continue on their work. I'll wave. Some wave back, others just continue working. As you get closer to the Northern Territory, you can smell fresh water. You can feel the salty air sting your eyes as you are closer to the coastline. Looking out, you can see the forest with its tree line that stained the blue sky, mountains that seem to reach up into the clouds, and water as clear as glass to where you can see the very bottom. You can see fish swim, and you can see the small plant life that's deep underwater thriving. The area is calm. What would you guys like to do? Another uh, pristine looking place here. I'm going to say check in. I am in agreement. What are you doing? I mean, checking in, like, with the, you know, going to the inn or checking in whoever is running it. Hello, you know, we have come to the city or this town, whatever you want to call it, because we have been dubbed heroes, so checking in, I feel like, is the proper thing to do. I actually don't agree with that. So on the map, the city that is there is actually built into the mountainside. The drawbridge is up high, closing it off. You do see some guards standing on the battlements that are watching, but it seems as if they are not opening the city. On this map, each square is supposed to be like five miles, so it's not too scale, but you guys are at that city. Perception check. Who? All? Everyone. 28. Okay. 13. 15. All of you notice a small inn. It is a very small inn. It looks like it might have three rooms to its name and a small area for a couple of horses. Shall we see if we can get a room? Or at least find out how we convince the people upstairs to open the gate so we can come in? As you enter, the inside seems to have a tavern attached. You see a few merchants sitting, having a drink, while they peruse small pamphlets of paper. Some are filling out forms, while others just seem to be waiting. Behind the bar stands a clockwork robot that is serving drinks. At a nearby desk sits an old dwarf, his head completely bald and shiny, his beard ornately braided and filled with beads reaches down to his knees. His eyes show the weather of a thousand seasons 
but he has a friendly smile. That's a lot of seasons. It's just awestruck looking around my way. The tavern itself is very simple. It would remind Kalila of a almost like a tavern in her home village. It is very simple. Yes, but this is not her home village, so she's still like, this is still cool to see how there's similarities and these differences and not cat folk. Fabulous is going to quick sketch the uh, clockwork uh, bartender. They are not too uncommon. You've seen them a couple of times, but they are mostly... You mostly see them in higher-end, like, luxury taverns would have them. This one looks like it might be homemade. He's still impressed with the uh, ingenuity of it. Yeah. The old dwarf, still watching you guys, lets you take in the sights. <laughs> you like this, don't you? After a, a minute or two, he goes, Not from around here. Mm, nope. You are quite correct. Welcome to the friendliest unfriendly place in all the lands. Have a drink. The tin can robot over there will serve you. Perfect. He's got all manner of drinks. Doesn't talk much, though. Never could get that part fixed. Defibulous? I've never worked on automatrons like that before. I could try, but I haven't worked on one before. Nah, I hear they can get chatty, and I'd rather keep them shut up. Yep, there you go. Oh, okay. So, it's not every day I see a gnome and a cat folk walking about. What brings ye? Looking for some old ruins. Ah, well, I'm old and ain't ruined, so it ain't me. <laughs> Hold on. That was a good one. Okay. You will kind of chuckle at that joke, though. Have you heard of any ruins or. Apples or, I don't know, something in the area? Or is it all just trees and rocks? I'm too old to go traveling. I lock my inn. And I got a bunion that kills me every morning. So I like to sit here. I don't do much traveling. And these merchants here, they're all prissy little Americans. And they only just deal with the, uh, the mountain gnome or the mountain dwarves. Shall we go speak to them? Good luck. If you ain't a merchant, they ain't open for business for travelers. What do they like to buy? Buy? They sell. Them up there, them mountain dwarves, they are miners. They have found a vein gold and silver and platinum and all sorts of crap. They call me a sky dwarf because I refuse to live in the mountains. I like it out here in the fresh air. It's good for the bones, good for the skin. Took my hair though. They refer to all dwarves that don't reside in the mountain as sky dwarves. They do to me. Hmm. But eh, I've lived out here a long time. What about the orcs? They don't mess with us much. They leave you alone up here. Well, them dwarves up there in the mountain, they got these big old siege weapons. Fire these massive arrows down upon them, and then they explode, and then there are orc bits everywhere. Mm, I wouldn't mind seeing one of those, just not like that. Yeah. It's terrifying and impressive. Well, when they've got as much money as they do, I guess they can afford the finer things in life. <laughs> 
though it is fun to watch things explode. Oh, yes. I believe it. In fact, they were kind enough to give me that uh, clockwork pot over there. They said, you know, they'll help keep us keep me safe, and I just make sure that uh, people hang around until their turn. They do some type of a uh, lineup. Fill out paperwork, you get to go in, then you leave. Where can we get these forms? You're a merchant? I'm a merchant and I sell, I can sell my skills to people? No. Like, are you a merchant and can you sell their wares? Depends on what they're selling, I guess. Then maybe. The Fibulous will tilt his head for a moment. One, one second, guys. Uh, Mr. Dwarf. He'll motion the group to follow him for a second. He'll follow. Only merchants can get in there, so we have a new little, like, order of our own now. Do they need supplies? I mean, I can be the guard for the merchant. In... Well, no, I mean, legitimately, does our little new organization thing needs need supplies that we could have we could you know set something up to where they can sell and supply stuff to our new people oh i don't see why not i i believe the holy city will will want any type of mining if they have found veins of all that any influx would be fantastic then i guess we can consider ourselves merchants of the holy city too pretty sure if we brought back some phenomenal trade of potential agreements the holy city would probably look at it all right i'll be right back he will go up to the dwarf he goes i am a merchant then the dwarf gives you a once over he goes you sure you look more like someone who hunts things like and wants things dead mercenary mercenary that's the that's well i'd call you a cell sword but i don't see a sore on you so uh i guess mercenary is a a good turn for you. Lila will kind of lean down and whisper to Defibio's going, you're wearing bare feet. Hey, don't mock my bear, my boots, thank you. <laughs> They're super comfortable. And he goes, well, uh, what city do you represent? The holy city. What? Those stuck-up paladins finally decided they need our medals? Uh, I can't speak for the stuck-up paladins because, yeah, they are pretty stuck-up. But I know I do know people there that could definitely use that, those medals. He gives you a stern, long look, then gives a slight shrug. Oh, I'll see what I can do. He pulls out a small, strange device that is cone-shaped on one, and then in his hand, another strange cone-shaped device. Holding one up to his ear, he starts to speak into the other. Yeah, Holy City. I don't know if they represent the Paladins. I don't know. Uh, gnome, cat, man in armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he looks like Paladin. No, he doesn't have those weird ranking symbols. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. No. No. I don't want him fixed. I want him quiet. All right, fine. He puts the two items together and then stows it back under his desk. Someone will let you in. Much appreciated. Outside, the drawbridge is starting to slowly lower. Once it's completely lowered, a young 
dwarf comes out. How do, you, do we know he's young? Because his beard is barely there. It looks more like a goatee. That's a super young one. Yes. He is dressed as a nobleman. In his hand, a scroll that he is looking at. Walking up, he goes, And you three represent the holy city. Yep. Hmm. Correct. Yes, well, we have reached out to them once before, and they denied us. They did not want to purchase our wares, and what makes this any different? Because we're here. Yes, and you are? Defibulous short round. Representative of the holy city, who are considered the uh, heroes? Yes, well, heroes to the holy city are heroes to the holy city. Last I checked, you're not in the holy city. That's not what I meant. I meant by, because we are from the holy city, anything that we would um, sign or incorporate, they would trust us in our judgment to follow through with it. Otherwise, we would not be considered the heroes and they would not tarnish our word that we are putting down. That sounds like a lot of fluffy words to try impressing me. I'm sorry. It doesn't seem as if you really have a representation. Do you have any type of identification forms that show that you have any type of sway within those walls? Signet yes, ring? we have fun? our signet rings. Which are new. So? And have not... They're new... And anyone can have a signet ring crafted. I'm letting you know because you would have nobility, so it's the... You would know that before you said that. Yeah. Okay. Didn't we get some type of papers from the Holy City at one point? You got your citizenship paperwork. I mean, we have our signet rings, we have our paperwork from the Holy City, we have the hero status that incorporates our you know, personification of representation of the Holy City. Actually, Kalila's gonna look around. How busy is this place? Like, as actual, like, merchants coming and going, or is there, like, an empty grand hall with, like, a single body other than our own in it? It sounds like inside there is a lot of murmuring like a lot of people talking it looks as if how it works is there is a line that waits most of them if you're filling out the paperwork you have to stay in the small inn outside past that if you are accepted in you are allowed inside the gates and the trade can progress it doesn't look like when they say trade it's more of a you set up an export import setup they take in supplies as well as they ship out their own. But by the sounds of it, it sounds like no trade has happened with the Holy City because they consider them too hoity-toity. It sounds as if the, this city has reached out to the Paladins and the Paladins basically said no. Because I will pop her head around and be like, all right, so you've been trying to make a deal with the Paladins. Have you tried making a deal with anybody else in the city? Oh, the paladins seem to be the ones that need the armor. So Not we reached Mike. out to the most logical port. Okay. You reached out to a 
support with an assumption. Let us in. Let us see what you guys have. I understand you want to set up import exports. Our weight of word carries heavy. And we know people who we can deliver this to. So if we can go in and vouch with our own eyes, we could probably set up some pretty nice trades by sending somebody out here to talk to you to do so with your formal papers. Diplomacy chip, please. Thank you. Can I, uh, I guess I can You can assist. Okay. I'll assist as well. Okay. I have a plus seven. Clearly just doesn't take shit versus knowing what she's saying. So I rolled a 21 total to, to assist. All right. Rolled a 16. Okay. I have a 22. He seems to stare at Kalila and just that, okay, no, she's got a point. All right, come in, come in. As you enter, the entire Great Hall is, it looks like it is five or six stories tall with booths, wall to wall, with merchants and dwarven representatives discussing trade deals. As you pass the threshold of the door, the drawbridge begins to rise. Taking a few steps in, he stops. He goes, now, there are a few things I must bring up as for the safety of our miners and for you. First, please do not use any weapons of any kind. Keep them sheathed, keep them unloaded, and keep them on your back. Second, please do not... But sir, words can be used as weapons. Second... Unless otherwise authorized, please do not touch the metals, as some of them have just popped out and are still cooling. We don't need any injuries, and I don't need anyone complaining. Forge safety is important. He nods. Other than that, if you follow me, I will bring you to your representative. Do you have a preference on male or female? No. No, either is fine. Do you have a preference on ranking? who's well knowledged is what I have a preference in. Knowledge in what cases? Are we talking, you're looking for metallurgy? Are you looking for someone who understands industry? Are you looking for someone who understands the finer points of armory? I want a generalized specialist. That way I can take back all my options. He goes, then follow me. Walking you up a set of grand staircases, he takes you to the top floor. Walking to a booth, you see a dwarf. His beard looks like it has been too close to a fire a few times as it's been singed, but still healthy. His skin is covered in ash and it looks like he has just wiped his eyes from the soot. His hair is long and matted and is, seems to have a roughness to his voice. He is sitting behind a table and he looks up. He goes, <clears throat> yeah, uh, have a seat. Yes, sit, go. You, young dwarf, go away. I don't care up. He waits until he's gone. He's like, I really hate those nobles. Understood. Yeah, that twice. Understood. I can't stand those nobles. Well, I'm Mertok. I am an engineering specialist. I was summoned to give you a hand and discuss things. How can I help? Lila will push the fibulous forward. Yeah. 
No. Yep. How can I help? Well, we'd like to set up some industry between your fine dwarven city and our place in the holy city. Your place? What are you there? What do you do there? You uh, We're, as I, my uh, armored tin can friend here is very fond of saying, we are the heroes of the city, and we carry a lot of weight over there, apparently. He leans in close. He goes, he does know you're not in the holy city, right? I sometimes question that, but yeah, I hope he does. Okay. I do. A lot of the dwarves here don't care about the, what the holy city wants, likes, or any of that. Correct. We have an issue with how they treat the common man. It seems as if if you are not if you're not pretty, you get less work. That's no good. But that is all in the past. We haven't spoken to them in oh, probably a hundred years. Yeah, things tend to change over that amount of time. Not with dwarves. Well, for you know, non long lived peoples. Well, a lot of dwarves here. Kind of bullheaded and stuck in their ways. I'm one of them. Problem is, I don't mind giving people a second chance. I give people lots of chances. Just don't hug the dwarf. That's why I say hi. Well, what kind of metals are you looking for? Any type of metals that is good, that are good for armor and guns and weapons. I uh, well, uh, there's a couple of different options on that. Are you looking to bolster an army? Are you looking to make it to where your city is better defended? Kind of a combination of both. Kind of outfitting a new, setting up a new outfit. You know, want to make sure everyone's got you know good good gear on them and for the work that we do. What kind of work do you do? Stupidly dangerous stuff. So you're a paladin. Oh me? <laughs> oh no. I don't even think they allow gnomes to be paladins, honestly. Then you are what? Monster hunters? That's another stupid profession. I'm going to go throw my life at this thing for a few copper coins. I mean, we have been told to go kill things and retrieve things and kind of like just, you know, adventurer type things that the city tells us to go do. Someone tells us to go do and we do it. And then we report back our success, bring things back, you know. So you're a mercenary. Eh, I guess that's the, the title that some people use, yeah. Well... Let's see. He reaches down and pulls out a scroll and hands it to you. This is the list of metals that we have been able to acquire through the mountain, as well as the price per pound of each piece, as well as small samples of each. Defibulous will take a look at the scroll and, and take a look at the metals and their prices and see how fair and accurate it is. Ooh, you use the phrase, or if anybody else wants to use the phrase. What? The phrase on the quality of the metal. Okay, go ahead and roll a phrase. Whoever is staring at the scroll. I have a 17. I thought you said anybody else. Oh, never mind. I must have misheard. Samples as well. Yeah, there are samples as well. 18. I rolled an 18 on just appraising the, the paperwork and all that. All right, 18. I had a 17. 17. Kalila. Okay, I'll try and be helpful. I doubt I'm going to be very helpful. Adding a phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kalila's just not going to say anything and just listen. Okay. So as you begin to go through 
you're looking at the metal samples and they are of high quality, but they're more like chips of the metal. So if you took a piece of a hammer to a, a piece of metal and just chipped off a big enough piece to where someone could look at it. And you also notice that they have a pretty wide selection and it also looks like they do the metallurgy. So you don't just have straight metal, you also have the alloys. The pricing is fair depending on the quantity. The more you buy, the cheaper it gets. It also shows that trade is available to lower the price. You can either purchase outright or you can do trade depending on what they need. We have those uh, little communication things to talk to the rack guy, don't we? Nope. Nope. It was it was that uh, the one other scholar dude that had the talk so we could like, go back and forth, I thought. Yep. And that was just in that town. Yeah, we don't yep. have them with us. And they won't give me a piece of chalk. I feel sour about that. Mm -hmm. I thought we had some means of communicating ourselves at long range with the rat. Nope. Well, the fibulous will nod at the paper and whatnot. And think of like the type of materials they would need for their new little order that they're built, putting together. So based on what you were seeing, it looks like a lot of them it looks like they would be wanting things like mithril, cold iron, stuff that would be good to deal with extra planar things, as well as your common steel and things like that. All right, Defibris will not, definitely not it. He has said, what are you guys looking for? He goes, hmm, let's see. We could use seeds for food. Use some uh, other stuff like that. Yeah, agriculture stuff is usually a nice thing to, to trade. We'll lower price that way. Yeah, just depends. All right. I'd like to set up trade between the Holy City and us and you for your medals, and we'll see about setting up agricultural supplies. He goes, all right. Well, he rummages through the desk, then starts patting himself down, and finally pulls out a scroll. He goes, well... This is the common trade agreement. You are more than welcome to take it back to whoever you deal with. They can fill out what they need to fill out. We can then send a messenger back and forth, and Willie can set something up. Defibrous will take the scroll, nod, and extend a hand and, and acceptance of this. Strength check. I love that. 17. So this dwarf has a very, very strong grip. Your hand is sore after shaking his hand. Defibulus will uh, bear and he'll grin and bear it and with the handshake. And you wanted to say something, Clyde? Yeah, I was going to say, can we, um, what are your messengers like here? Because we can try and send a message to someone that we know is high ranking in, not necessarily the paladin, but in information. And it might be able to go process it quicker through um, him for agricultural agreements. He goes, well, give me a moment. Let me, uh, let me just get this out. He pulls out a intricate looking metal box. Opening it up, there's a clockwork bird inside. Do you know where they live? Like, if I pull out a city map, can you point at where they go live? Yes, we can point directly to the rat guy's scholar's room. He goes, all right, pulling out a map of the, a older map of the Holy City, he holds it out. Point it where it goes. 
and I do so to the um, rat guy's solarium or yeah. Okay. Oh, I need to write a note that'll go with it to explain. The clockwork bird clicks for a moment, and then he winds it up. Taking the scroll, he slides it in its holster and releases the bird. Perfect. Just the bird is the word. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Now, now that all the business is taken care of, anything else? I mean, I'll shake his hand now. All right. Strength check. 22. You give him a firm handshake back. Your hand doesn't hurt, but you can definitely respect how strong this dwarf is. Nice. Respect. Kalila, he offers his hand to you. She'll just bow. He gives you a, a bow back. Then a nope right out of the death grip. <laughs> now, how can I help you all? Anything else? Now that the uh, business is taken care of. Uh, a place to stay, possibly? Yeah, First Lord's got a couple nice places to stay. And since you're merchants and it's our first time here, we usually comp it. Wow, perfect. Um, and... Do you, um, need any... Um, do you know of somebody who... buys pelts or meat that we can talk to since we might be here for, um, a few days? He thinks for a moment, he goes, Nah, we eat a lot of uh, cave vermin, a lot of mushrooms, algae, and then we get what we can out of the plant, out of the small farm we got. Okay. We need information about... We're here because we also need information, don't we? Yeah. Uh, my point was, like, who's better like at information than like other trappers and stuff like that that go in uh, the city all the time? Because we want the orcs who are outside the city, the dwarves that are outside the city. So I was, that's what I was kind of cutting into. You could also ask him. You never know what they know. And we're looking out for him for what information on the ruins. Uh, I thought you guys were looking for that ruined temple. Yeah, nobody knows if that's a pristine building, you know, a pristine temple still, or if it's like an old ruins, or it could be like a nature-like temple. So nobody knows exactly. It was just a, there's a location up here. Do you know anything about a temp, uh, possibly ruined temple nearby in this, around this region? He goes, hmm. well, come with me. We got a, a sixth floor that you can see out for miles. Maybe we can find you. What, Lila? Oh, that sounds lovely. Walking up a large, long stairwell, you get up to what looks like a built-out, not deck, but an, an open-air place to sit. Like an observatory, almost? No, like a, a porch, like a patio. It is covered in a massive glass dome, and you can look out for miles across the wooded area. He goes, well, if it's out in those woods, you might see it from here. 
I will happily look upon the vast prettiness and see if we can keep it. Perception. And perception for whoever else is helping or is doing. 13. 19. 30. Kalila and actually all three of you, you see out here just east of where you're at, I'm sorry, just west of where you're at, there's a strange opening in the dense canopy of trees. You can't see what's down there, but it looks like there's an area where trees have not been growing. I will point that out going, you guys see that? Sounds like a good place to start. Yep, I see it. Looks like about the right size too, for what I would imagine. So you guys are going to stay the night here? Yeah. Yeah. On the first floor, you find the inn that they are talking about. Sure enough, the room is comped. The one thing that you've noticed that is very different is that this is not a very comfortable place to sleep. The bed is stone. They do provide blankets and pillows, but it is not the most comfortable sleep you've had. I also need a constitution check from everyone if you eat. Uh, sure. Constitution check if we eat? If you eat dinner. Oh, from the, there. Yeah, probably mm -hmm. would. Yep. Dirty 20. Okay. You mean like a fortitude though, right? Yeah, fortitude. I'm sorry. Fortitude. Oh, okay. 21. Still dirty 20. 21. 21. Applied. My correction, 24. I have a 25. I have a plus 13. So, besides a very strong fungus-tasting mushroom soup, everything is fairly palatable. You do avoid the meat because the meat has a strange taste to it. Not like it's poison. It's just the yeah, no, I'm probably not going to want to eat this. And the bread is dense. It is stone bread, so it is very dense and very thick and hearty. I wonder oh. if I could stop the bullet with this. <laughs> He's going to laugh and she goes, you just might be able to. The or one thing... Go ahead. Oh, I was saying it will certainly slow it. The one thing you notice is the eerie quietness at night. You can hear the guards making their rounds and you can hear the checkpoints as they discuss what's going on. This is the quietest inn you've ever been in. It seems as if even the air is just silent. But that silence quickly changes to loud boisterous noise come the morning the market opens back up everything opens back up right as the sun rises and it is as if it in, and it is as if it never ended merchants get up quickly the sales dwarves are already at their stalls 
and everything is a bustle again. I'm impressed with how quickly they set things up here. Quite like a machine. I know, it's kind of nice. Quite disturbing, actually. I mean, isn't it kind of, and I'm not sure if I can roll in it, but isn't that kind of normal for dwarves? They're pretty, like, set. I think so. I honestly haven't ran across very many dwarves. And most of the ones that are out, and I guess above the surface, are different from those that stay in the mountains. Yeah, the one dwarf I know, he uh, doesn't have a set schedule anymore. He does whatever he wants. So, are you ready to go looking for the temple? Yep. Heading out into the dense forest. Kalila, I need a survival check to track where you're going. Oh, I have a thing for tracking. Well, that's okay. there's tracks. Is there any kind of tracks or you could say for navigating? Navigating. Okay. Math. Hold on. 28. You are able to find this temple. As you cut through the last part of the clearing, you arrive, standing before you in complete destruction, is a no seams on anything. Hanging just off its hinge is a large steel door. Your noses are filled with the smell of stale water. As you take that deep breath, there's a loud, sudden rush of wind as the top of the temple lets out a massive cloud of misty, stale water. As the stale water lands on you, we will end right here. Well, me friends, it seems as if the adventurers, or shall we call them the agents, have found the temple in which they seek, and in the process, seem to have aligned themselves with some dwarves that have materials that the Institute of Extraplanar Studies can use. Well, me friends, that is all we have for now. Until next time. May the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, Please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 